This is Friends After Five, a podcast featuring two coworkers who will hop on this podcast after five as friends. We share our experiences as third culture kids while highlighting voices amongst our fellow Asians and people of color. Hi, everyone. I'm Steph. And I'm Tina. Welcome back to another episode of Friends After Five. So, Steph, do you have any updates for this week? Yeah, my only update has been that my car was leaking the other day, which was super terrible. And when I Googled it, it said it could, you know, lead to an explosion while you're driving. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I almost just kept driving it, but... My dad was like, no, you shouldn't do it. And then I asked one of our coworkers who said the same thing. So it turns out it wasn't anything dangerous. It was windshield wiper fluid. But they found mice droppings in my car. Oh, no. And it's so dumb because I bought something from Amazon that you connect to your car battery that's supposed to emit a type of sound that rats and mice don't like. Except I have a Prius, so it like the battery's in the trunk, so that would literally not do anything. <laughs> oh, so your car was harboring mice this whole time? You were driving with mice for years? No, I think they like came in once or twice, and then we saw like the evidence. So every day I've been like spraying down my car with like mint and other like repellents, just trying to make sure that. No more mice are welcome, but it's been like, it feels like I've been at war. (laughs) Oh my gosh, have you seen any mice actually present? Well, I know that the the place where I parked my car by my boyfriend's house has these huge bushes. And I'm sure like there's like a rat king in there and they're just all, you know, living it up like I really want them to just cut it down but I think they have it there for privacy sakes but I'm like you guys are ruining like all the cars in the neighborhood like that's super inconsiderate oh my gosh yeah that sucks sorry stuff you had to deal with that that's why you should just tell your boyfriend to buy you a Tesla (laughs) problem solved (laughs) true yeah but that's me what about you Tina Okay, so my update is that I don't think I mentioned this, but I just recently started getting into weightlifting. I started last week. I only started last week, so it's only been one week. But I have some friends who have weightlifted consistently for the past several years. So she's teaching me everything she knows, which I think is so, so kind. And I really appreciate everything that she's teaching me. She's also really forthcoming with like information and advice and she always makes sure that my form is correct so I don't injure injure myself so it's been a lot of fun learning something new because you might think when you look at people squatting or doing deadlifts it looks easy or at least it doesn't look like they're doing a lot but they are like there's so much you have to remember because You have to think of your whole body and make sure that everything is in alignment because if one thing is off, then you could really easily injure yourself. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I'm not used to heavy things. So when I squatted for the first time with just the rack, or sorry, with just the bar, I 
was so surprised at how much heavier it was just because when people when I see people squatting with the bar they make it look so easy and light and then I tried it and I was all like miss wobble and (laughs) struggling but it was fine eventually but yeah so that's been really exciting because I'm just excited to uh, get stronger and I've always seen myself as more physically weak especially in my arms so that's something that I really want to work on Yes. Wait, once you learn everything, can you also take me? Because I want to go because I always see those TikToks like they're like, these are 10 things you're doing wrong. Like if you're just doing cardio every day, like you could probably have a six pack if you switch it up a little bit. And I'm like, I really want to start lifting weights at least like once or twice a week just so I can you know, like change it up for my body. Yeah, totally. I am definitely way too new to give any advice or give you any proper feedback. But if you have class pass, well, you do have class pass because I use my class pass to go to the crunch gym, which is where we work out. So you're always welcome to come with us. Yeah. So I'm trying to go three times a week, uh, Monday and Wednesdays for sure. And possibly Fridays but then Fridays is also rock climbing so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna squander there I don't know what to do yet but I think three times a week is a good goal so that you're pretty consistent and you're not going to strain your body especially when you first start out at least you're always welcome to join us Steph (laughs) yeah maybe I'll come like once or twice and then learn everything and then just try doing it on my own do you need a spotter though Mm-mm. No, we're nowhere near that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay. You only need a spotter, girl. You only need a spotter if you're squatting a thousand pounds. But we're starting <laughs> out with like just the bars, so we're fine. Like I come to work like yeah. injured. <laughs> yeah, look at Steph already, already looking out for spotters. <laughs> Always thinking ahead. Yeah, so that's exciting. Okay, so then for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our friends. How our friend group has changed throughout our different phases in life, or maybe they haven't. What you can do to maintain those friendships. And lastly, tips on how to make new friends as an adult, quote unquote. (laughs) Okay, Steph. So what did your friend group look like uh, back in high school, college, and then now? Okay. Yeah, in high school, I was friends with the people from my honors classes at a close group of about eight girls. And we were a really wholesome group. We would have craft days, go to the <gasps> beach, go to the spectrum and have sleepovers. So cute. Wow. I'm so jealous. No, it's, it, I mean, it was fun, but I was we're, we weren't like the other kids, you know. And in college, I met most of my friends from my sorority. And my best friend and I actually met at a frat party. She's from the same sorority, but it was cool that we had that. <laughs> meet cute I guess me and her (laughs) and it was cool because we all had pretty different upbringings but I had a lot in common with my college friends and we would study a lot but we'd also go out a lot and it was a fun time I like that they also challenged me intellectually and we could have deep conversations which I loved and after college when I graduated I was working in the financial district at a sales company at a sales role. My friend from work and I had the most fun. I think we would literally go out Friday, Saturday, Sunday all day. Mm -hmm. And I remember I would just stay over at her place in the Sunset District and not even go back to my own place. Every weekend, I think I would rack up about $400 in just Uber Mm -hmm. drinks or food. (laughs) 
Damn, stop living the life. <laughs> I was, but it was so dumb because the crazy thing is we weren't even doing anything super fancy or extravagant. I wasn't getting new clothes every week. It was just that was all the money I spent on going out. And after I left that job, the, obviously that lifestyle was not sustainable. So it was definitely fun while it lasted, but I left that for real. And then now my friend group is probably a mixture of my college friends, high school friends, and a little bit of work. I don't think I hang out with my friends every weekend or see them that often, especially because of the pandemic. But I do spend a lot of time with my boyfriend and my therapist did say that I should probably try branching out more so I can make myself a more <laughs> complete person. <laughs> and so my cup is more full. Aww. I can fill your cup any day, Steph. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I mean, I totally love that you lived the lifestyle when you were young because that's like the only time you can do it really is when you can be kind of like young dumb and broke is the phrase yeah literally yeah but it's all good because you got that experience and you had fun you I'm sure you learned a lot from it I'm sure you learned not to maybe do it as much which is fine but you got it out of your system and now you're a more responsible adult who takes care of her finances better I'm sure oh for sure <laughs> especially now that you have two wallets right your own wallet and your boyfriend's wallet so that definitely helps I'm sure too (laughs) kind of yeah (laughs) um so for me my experience with my high school friends again yeah they were also my friends from either my honors classes or middle school even I also was in a lot of extracurriculars. So a lot of my close friends are from either tennis or color guard, things that I was involved with. And then graduating to college, I actually dormed with my high school friends. So a lot of my college friends were still my high school friends, plus people that I met in the dorm. I didn't join a sorority like staff. So I actually didn't make any new friends other than the people that I dormed with throughout the four years since I did commute. And commuting is a little bit more difficult in college and a little bit harder to make new friends. And then lastly, my group now is actually larger than it was in college, I would say, just because I've met a lot of people through other friends. And now all of our common interests are pretty similar and that we like to spend time with each other. Friendship is just a really important value to all of us. So we actually do spend almost every weekend together. We either have a party to celebrate someone's birthday or someone's graduation or it's like St. Patrick's Day. There's always something going on. And I really love that because I think I am a bit more of an extrovert. So I love to be part of a group and socialize and get to connect with people. I love that. I always thought that the people that stayed friends in high school and then ended up dorming together, like those group were always the hardest to infiltrate. Like if you want to like hang out with them or go to a movie, it's like, okay, you guys have all these inside jokes that I can't even follow. Like it's not, it's like trying to play catch up. Um, So I, I always admire that about the groups that do that because you're definitely way stronger, especially if you spend that much time together. I mean, there's definitely history there, but I don't necessarily think it means that we're stronger or we have a stronger friendship. Um, I've learned that time doesn't equate to strength, really. But I I do love all of my high school, middle school friends. And I think 
it does speak to our friendship because we've stayed friends for so long and we choose to be in each other's lives, especially since we are still all in the same area, which definitely helps. Proximity definitely helps. But we also do make the effort to see each other, keep in touch with each other, send each other memes, whatever, be there for each other. So it's not hard to infiltrate stuff. We're very open people and we accept everyone with open arms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what my boyfriend says about my group of friends sometimes, like, especially if I'm hanging out with people from my sorority, because then we'll just bring up like stuff that has happened in the past or we bring up people that only we know in these circles and he'll be like yeah they're like this is weird or like even coming to our work stuff he's like I don't know anything about your industry like this is so strange yeah I mean I understand obviously when you join a group or when you first get to know a group obviously you're gonna be a little bit you're gonna feel a little bit alienated at first but you'll eventually be part of those inside jokes and start getting to know those names and people it'll happen yeah, True. I mean, for my roommates and myself, they all know. E- so I have three roommates. They all already know each other. And I've slowly been getting to know their friends and getting to know the gossip. So it's all coming together. It just takes more time. And you just have to be willing to feel maybe a little bit weird at first or, you know, feel like, oh, OK, well, I don't know anyone they're talking about. But if you actually try to learn more about their friends and like what they went through Um, before then I think it's definitely achievable to assimilate into the group yeah it will be fine yeah I'll play this clip for my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just has to keep coming out though he has to make the effort to keep coming out so he can get to know the history be part of the new memories he can't just go out like once here and there and then complain (laughs) and then stop going (laughs) and then complain and then stop going you know like it has to be effort there too Mm-hmm. So how do you think the group changes when people start getting into relationships? Okay, so I love when my friends start getting into relationships because then the whole friend group just gets so much bigger and then you get to know so many more people. I don't know. I Like I said, I, I've discovered that as I've grown older, I have become more of an extrovert. I think when I was younger, I was definitely more introverted. But now I just love meeting new people and getting to know them, what they've been through, vibing with different people. I don't know. I just find it all really fun and fascinating. So when my friends are in relationships, it's always fun to obviously meet their boyfriend and see who they spend most of their time with, like like stuff. It was really fun for me to get to meet your boyfriend for the first time and see what he's all about kind of being like oh okay so this is like what she's into or this is what she likes kind of thing (laughs) you can see a different side of your friend that you wouldn't have seen otherwise um so I always think that's fun and then if they have a friend group which I know they don't always do but if they have a friend group then that just I think compounds onto your friend group and then it just makes everything funner no I 100% agree with that Mm-hmm. And I like that you came at it with a very positive mindset because you like meeting new people. So this would be a great opportunity to get to know someone else that you might not have. And the other, seeing the other side of your friend is very interesting because I do think some people change around their significant others. Like I'm like, this is not who you were. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I have seen both good and bad sides of my friends around their significant others. 
So yeah, it's definitely interesting to see. Because you know, with your girlfriends, you're usually like so bubbly and cheerful, happy, usually. And then sometimes when I see them with their significant others, maybe they're having a fight, maybe they're bickering, you know, they're more <laughs> agitated. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna like, leave them be and, you know, do my own thing for now. Yeah, that's always uncomfortable. And I'm sorry to all my friends who I might have put in that same position. (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. We've all been the third wheel having to go through the awkward tension. Or we've been that couple going through the fight. So I think we can all relate for sure. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I kind of have a different mindset than you because I was single for a very long time and I used to not like it when my friends would get into relationships but I mean good for them but I definitely missed having them around and them being like my movie buddy my workout buddy and being able to hang out all the time luckily all my high school friends stayed single because like you like I said earlier we were really wholesome I'm pretty sure like we haven't even talked to a guy before we graduated from high school so you know having a boyfriend was pretty much out of the picture and Mm -hmm. in college a lot of them had some of them had long distance um, boyfriends and I feel like that was better because I would still be able to see my friend all the time. <laughs> but now it's super strange because when I got into my relationship, a lot of my friends also got into relationships as well. So it kind of worked out because now we just all hang out like as a group and we have all these couple friends and it is pretty cool because yeah, my two best friends in Orange County they both have boyfriends. So now we're like trying to figure out this whole dynamic and go out to things like Korean barbecue and see how everyone meshes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh, and then one other thing I was going to mention is that I can't believe you're, a lot of your friends were on long distance relationships because that is so difficult. And like you just pointed out, you have to stay loyal and loving to someone who you don't even see or get to hang out with. So props to them for going through that. And I also love what you said about when your friends are also in relationships when you are in one, because then, yeah, you get to combine the whole friend group and then see how everyone is with their significant others. The The chemistry is different and not in a bad way or anything, but it's yeah. just like, it's just like sometimes boys bring different energies than girls. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just changes the vibe, but it's like a good thing too. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. definitely more sporty and you know on conversations that we probably wouldn't talk about but yeah it is it is interesting seeing all that unfold yes yes I think it like like your therapist said it kind of makes your cup more full because you are getting to know new people and probably talk about different topics than you would with just your girlfriends yeah so you're just becoming a more yeah like well-rounded yes there we go (laughs) well-rounded Okay, well, conversely, Steph, what happens when you or your friend no longer talks to that boy, and then you kind of lose that friend group? Um, I've had this happen a lot of times, and it sucks. I think the best thing about talking to a guy can be getting to know their friends sometimes and it's super fun yeah it's super fun to go out together and if your friends like their friends and vice versa that's the best feeling two mm-hmm. worlds coming together but <laughs> when they stop talking all future plans are canceled and maybe if you hang out with a friend group long enough you can still hang out after things are over 
But would you really want to see that guy that you talk to with a new girl? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, so I definitely agree. It is really hard to not only lose, you know, your the, your partner essentially, but to also lose that support system that they had provided you with in a, in a sense. So it, it is hard, but I mean, in my experience, when someone has stopped talking to their partner, there is never any lingering associations with that person. Obviously, we don't have any ill will towards them. At least I don't for the most part. But it, it's it kind of it just has to be done where you just have to cut all ties with them and move on. You will meet new people. You'll meet a new person who will bring new people into your life. So you just have to focus on moving on and knowing that you'll find someone else and create new memories with them. I will say one time this situation kind of happened to me where our groups were hanging out and on the last day I saw this person, he was like, hey, like, can you give me like Blank's number? Like I want to hook up like my roommate and her like together. And I was like, no, like, absolutely not. Like, are you kidding me? And she's not even, even into your roommate like that. So nah, but it was it was ballsy. Yeah, then it'd just be like pestering her and you don't want your friend to go through that yeah like maybe if we were still like you know friends and like talking I would have been like yeah sure mm-hmm. why not he can shoot his shot but then I was like nah the answer is already no <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's on his own sorry sorry not yeah. sorry <laughs> okay Stav so what happens when you stop being friends with your roommate and I've never experienced this before, and hopefully I don't experience this since I am living with roommates now, but I'd love to know what happened for you. It's literally the most terrible thing ever, because this is someone you live with, and usually you come back to your place, you know, wanting to rest or wanting to relax, but when you can't do that, you're just constantly stressed. So Mm -hmm. I had several bad roommate stories, and I've been on both sides. So I've been on the side where my roommate was really mean to me. Like she just started gradually becoming more passive aggressive and she was messy. And I didn't really like how she would invite people over on like weekdays. And because like I wanted to get away with that, I pretty much stayed out most nights because I just didn't want to go back to my room or I try to stay out like my friend's rooms or something like that or crash in someone's couch. But it was, it was honestly a really fun semester despite the fact that I wasn't getting along with my roommate because it forced me to be more social than I wanted to be. Yeah. And you had more fun in a way because you weren't at home. But that sucks that you didn't feel comfortable enough to go home whenever you wanted to because that's like the luxury of having a place. Yeah, I would only try to go back if I knew like, oh, she was asleep by now because it's so late or something like that. But it was so tiring because I was out like, instead of being like, okay, like, I want to be out until 10. I'd be like, you know what? Midnight. That sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) On a weekday too. Dang. Well, I guess you were younger back then, so you can handle it. Yeah. And then another situation that happened is I was rooming with my best friend and this other girl that we were initially friends with. But over time, we just started realizing we didn't have that much in common with her. Like, I think she's a great person, but she just had different vibes and she was kind of up and down sometimes like when she was up like she was really up and it was super fun to hang out with her but when she was down which was probably most days it was mm-hmm. kind of frustrating and then she would always try to talk to us about her classes and give us lectures 
but me and her, me and my other roommate, like, didn't care because, you know, like, we're not in these classes. Like, right. why yeah. are you going over the whole lesson plan? <laughs> yeah, that's a little strange. Yeah, she was just, she would just literally go over the lesson with you guys. Yeah, or she would just say, like, hey, like, I learned this, like, quote, unquote, cool thing in class today. Like, let me go over, like, how... I don't know how like plants turn sunlight into energy or something like that. And I'm like, Oh God, like no thanks. But, and she'd also like talk about the news a lot, but only the negative parts of the news. And obviously, you know, the news is already pretty negative. And then mm-hmm. we would feel like really obligated to sympathize. Cause obviously I'm not going to mm-hmm. be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. Like moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to my issues or something. Yeah, we're moving on to something more lighthearted. Yeah, she wasn't a bad person, but during the middle of the semester, we just noticed that more and more her stuff was gone until one day, like, all her stuff was gone and she had moved to her boyfriend's apartment. And me and my roommate were really shocked, but at the same time, we're kind of relieved because we didn't have to deal with this problem anymore. Wait, that's so funny. She just slowly started moving out. No one noticed until one day she was just gone. Yeah, I don't know how she planned it because she obviously had to move out all her stuff. So me and my other roommate must have been at class or at work or something when she came in and cleared out everything. And we we're so shook. And she Did she even talk to you guys about, oh, hey, guys, I moved out or anything? Or it was just a silent <laughs> retreat? It was a silent thing where nobody talked about it. And I feel kind of bad about it because I know she was a good person, but I think we just weren't a good match for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she felt the vibes were a little off between you and your roommate and herself. So she just kind of took herself out of the equation, which sounds really sad, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've been on both sides of it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you did anything wrong. You know, I think you guys just didn't really connect as well and it might have been a little awkward so maybe because she was she seemed a little bit more like you said down so I think when people are emotionally down they don't really reach out to people or try to communicate what they're feeling which I which I understand but she felt like that was the only way to go about it so I feel like that's a little sad but that was her decision to make yeah she definitely could have came to us and I think we would have been cordial enough to try to work something out with us and like maybe make it less passive aggressive and try to address some of the concerns but that never happened and she just moved out (laughs) no yeah I totally agree if she had maybe expressed some of her concerns then I know you and your roommate totally would have tried your best to make things work or at least make things better but if yeah. you know no one's gonna tell you something's wrong then how are you supposed to know yeah because we definitely would have been open to making it at least not a hostile situation <laughs> for her and just you know maybe changing the way we talked and we're changing the way we communicated with everyone and having more open lines mm-hmm. but yeah that was something that I went through in college <laughs> hopefully you don't have to go through that ever Tina I hope not, but I mean, I feel like that's definitely growing pains or, you know, just like experiences as a young adult when you can't really choose your roommate or maybe when you do, you realize that you don't really connect as well because, you know, we're not financially um, well enough to live on our own yet. 
So those are just some of the pains you have to go through when living with other people and sharing rent and sharing a space. For now, it's been good. But and let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, no, it's going yeah. really well for you. I can see by all your extracurriculars that you picked <laughs> up. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I am very happy with where I'm at right now. So Tina, can you discuss three tips on how to maintain friendships? As I mentioned earlier, a lot of my friends are still friends that I made in middle school and high school. So I've been pretty good at trying to make the effort or making the effort to stay friends with them. So some of the tips I have is first, check in. And that seems pretty easy. But I know when you're not really seeing your friends or you're not um, in each other's lives as much, it's really easy to get caught up in your own things. So I think it's really important to once in a while check in with them. You can just give them a simple text or call them and just kind of let them know you're still thinking of them or just see what they're up to. And then another tip that kind of piggybacks off of the checking in is initiate. So once you do check in with them, try to initiate some kind of hangout, either if, if they're not in the same area as you, then, you know, maybe you can do a FaceTime session. Or um, if you are in the same area, then you can try to initiate hanging out with them here and there, because that's one way to really keep the rapport and emotional connection. And then lastly, for special occasions like birthdays or holidays, make sure to reach out to them again and let them know again that you're thinking of them and that you remember those momentous occasions for them. I know when I receive texts from people on my birthdays or holidays, it really does mean a lot. And sometimes it's from people I don't ever expect it from. So I'm like, what? Like they remembered? It's really nice just to feel special on that day. I guess you should feel special every day, but on your birthday especially. Ah, oh, I love all that. And I think initiating is definitely something I have trouble doing because I think growing up, I never wanted to be too pushy or say like, hey, like, do you want to hang out? Because I'm like, what if there's, you know, like you're going to say no and reject me. So I'm not the best at initiating, I'd say. But I will say it does make me really happy if someone reaches out and they're like, hey, Like, let's do something. I'm going to be in Orange County or like, hey, let's FaceTime. So I think those are all good. And the holidays and birthdays is pretty cool, too. So for our next segment, we're going to discuss a few different ways to make new friends as an adult. So first for me, I think one of the ways where you can make friends really easily is at your workplace. Hopefully there are people that are around your age that you can connect and communicate with. So I know for Steph and myself, we've actually made a lot of our work friends through our Toastmasters club, which is a public speaking club. It was super ironic because I did not expect to make any friends really from a public speaking club, but actually through, I think everyone's desire to grow and improve themselves we kind of have that commonality in place so we were able to make new friends forge new relationships through that also I think you know when work has like a happy hour set up then if you go out you definitely talk to more people and then you're not talking about work like you would in the office you're able to meet people in a different environment which definitely helps and when you see people in different settings, then um, then you'll definitely be able to build a bigger connection with them. I love that. I think, yeah, happy hour and Toastmasters are both great ways to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Or just any club at work that you might have. 
or even you know just going to the lunchroom and trying to mingle with other people <laughs> you just gotta put yourself out there next is definitely hobbies so if you you know you like to read you can join a book club discuss books and get to know people that way I have been wanting to learn Vietnamese so I'm thinking of taking classes at a community college and I'm sure through there I can meet new people who also you know have the same interests as me I think also there's also community events held such as like weekly skate nights or weekly events that you can go to to meet new people. Also, if you're more athletic, then you can also join recreational sports teams. You don't have to be competitive. You don't have to be great at it stuff. So you can always, you know, join the volleyball club with me <laughs> and it'll be fun. Nah. <laughs> stuff is not amused. And then... Lastly, I think another good way to meet people is through volunteering. I know most people don't want to spend their weekends volunteering, but if you kind of do it here and there and you do it at the same place, let's say at a food bank or at a soup kitchen, then you can also meet other, you know, really, really generous, compassionate people there. And like I said before, you do have to put yourself out there, maybe be the first one to ask them to hang out. But if they say no, then that's fine. You know, then just think of it as well, they lost out on a great friend because you're a great person. And why wouldn't anyone want to hang out with you? I love what you said about volunteering too, because in the book that I'm reading, it says that four hours of volunteering per week, like that's a sweet spot that actually maximizes like your happiness and how well you how good you feel about yourself. So it's also got a personal benefit as well. Not only helping others and getting to meet new people, but also personal benefit. And then I just have one thing to add about making new friends. So when I was traveling traveling alone in Japan, I used Bumble Friends. And I know it sounds super lame because it's like, how do you not have any friends? But, you know, if you're in a new country, that might be the only way you'll meet other people who speak the same language as you. And that was super cool because... I met two really cool people and I'd totally do it again if I was traveling alone because traveling alone gets lonely sometimes. In conclusion, thanks Tina for sharing all your tips and tricks on how to make great friends and keep them for a long time. I know I personally have a lot to work on and initiating stuff is definitely something that I will try to do moving forward. Tina, why don't you tell them where they can find us on social media? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at friendsafter5, staff at staff Cristobal, and myself at Tina Honey with two Y's. Have a great week, everyone. Okay, bye. Bye.